All right, boys, we ready? Yep, all set. Marcus, is your mic plugged in and turned on? Yes, my mic is on. Tyler, what are the odds that you're actually in studio for this one? 80-20. 80-20, you're here, or 80-20, you're on the road? Don't worry about it. Play the intro! Welcome to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. Someone sounds like they're coming on the train! <laughs> Yo, what's up? This is Paul Bissonette. And Mike Grinelli. Welcome to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. I'm Matt from Surrey. U.S. Minster. North Van. And you're listening to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. Here are your hosts, Jake Jude. McTavish for Calder, and I mean it this time. Marcus Keller. Plan the parade or blow it up. No in between. And Tyler Erlinson. Because Manko will get 40 goals this year. Steve Dangle here. I love the Vancouver Boys. It's the Vancouver Boys Podcast! Woo! <laughs> Welcome back to episode 90. I will be your interim host, Alex. And with me, I have two guys that I'm not a big fan of right now. <laughs> I have Mr. Jake Jude. <laughs> hey, how's it going? And I also have Mr. Marcus Keller. How's it going, everybody? Oh, Mr. That's Sir, actually. <laughs> and we are three fourths of Vancouver Boys Podcast. Yes, that's right. Yep. Tyler is not here this week as he is at the is it the WHL or the CHL? The prospect? CHL. It's the I think it's the Cherry versus Or game. It's the prospect game. Yeah, that's yeah. right. But they've had to drop Cherry. Yeah. Because of the whole. Yeah, it's thing. the pro- top prospect game. Yeah, that's right. I, now it's I'm told it's Team Sedin versus Team Sedin this year. <laughs> Wait, seriously? Yeah, they're each on a bench. Oh, that's kind of neat. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, so, <laughs> well anyways. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. T- Tyler is there right now. That's at the Langley Event Center happening tonight, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to get him to check in later. We'll we'll see if we can get him. Well, yeah, while we're waiting for him, we're going we're gonna to roll the podcast. We're going to talk about some Canucks news. We're going to talk about some NHL news. Those are two different things right now, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> they're, uh, yeah. I think the best way to start, as we always do, is with our sponsor and fake sponsor. Thank you, Alex. Well, this week's episode and every episode of the Vancouver Boys podcast is brought to you by Beaver Buzz Energy. Thank you so much, Beaver Buzz, for supporting the boys we here at Vancouver Boys Studios are all beaver buzzing. And this week's episode of the Vancouver Boys Podcast is not brought to you by Elliot Friedman. Elliot Friedman is the reason that the Canucks organization is in shambles right now, and totally not the ownership. Elliot Friedman, grow a beard once and regret it forever. <laughs> he had a crazy beard. It oh. was wild. It was like the worst part of Hockey Night in Canada. Was it was wild. It looked untamed. Yeah. It was like a full Duck Dynasty style beard. That was that was just a wild yeah. time in history. That was a good way to describe COVID. I can't believe they let him keep it for as long as they did. Like he <laughs> had it for, funny. I think it was like the entirety of the bubble. I, th- I think, honestly, if my kids ever ask me, like, Dad, what was COVID like? I'm just going to show them the picture of Elliot Friedman. <laughs> like, this this was society yeah. during COVID. Yeah, this was the most informed man in hockey. <laughs> and, uh, I'm also going to point this out, and then I'm going to let Alex off the leash. Um, we're watching the Vancouver Canucks versus Seattle Kraken game right now. As we record on Wednesdays. Uh, yes, and with 7.2 seconds left in the second period... Curtis Lazar has scored, and Alex is losing his mind. At the end of the first period, I put, uh, I don't even remember how much money I put, I, but I put a bet on Curtis Lazar to score. No, you didn't. And he was plus 1,200, and he just scored. Wait, 
Wait, if it's plus twelve hundred, so if you bet a hundred dollars, you would win twelve hundred oh, back. Right. However, I do not have a hundred dollars yeah. <laughs> to bet so, on Curtis Lazar. No. I think yeah, but that's just that's just very funny to me. I think it went off of Garland and in though. I need to ask now. How much money did you bet? I only put like five bucks on it. No, still. Yeah, it's quite the turnout. It's like sixty bucks. I was like, who? Because like, yeah. Well, this this can lead into some Canucks talk. Do you guys want to start with yesterday's game, or do you want to start with Boudreaux? I think we what? have to start with Boudreaux, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, that would make sense. So, oh, man, I almost wonder how much of the situation should we even recap? Like, it has been the number one story in the NHL for the last week. Exactly. So most people are already pretty informed on it, mm-hmm. Yeah. considering this episode will come out nearly a week after the man lost his job. That's true. So but we'll for, mostly talk about the, the fallout. Right. But, but why don't you start with kind of the, the, the preamble? Yeah. For the sake of people who might listen to this in the future or not know as much about the situation, basically Bruce Boudreaux was just fired in one of the most disrespectful ways we've seen a coach, especially a good coach, uh, be terminated in the NHL in as long as I can remember. This was like... The opposite of handing in your two weeks where your boss gives you your two weeks and then you just still have to work for those two weeks. Yeah. Even though you know you're going to be leaving. And and what was odd is like, you know, leading up to a lot of coaches getting fired, you kind of know it's coming. The team's underperforming poorly. Typically fans are even mad at the coach because of lineup decisions and whatever else. This could not really be further from the truth with the Bruce Boudreaux situation. No, I mean, if you look at anything that anybody has ever said, they're like, I've never seen a situation like this for a team to be doing as bad as they are. And for the coach to still be as loved as he is, it just goes to show how much Canucks fans hate the organization owners and love Boudreaux. Like it's, it's, it's pretty simple. Like this guy comes in, he has a really great season. Then the next season is not as good. And then he's an escape or a scapegoat. <laughs> Dude, it's scapegoat, not escape. Yeah, goat. but it should be a scapegoat. <laughs> Either way. Yeah, it, it, it's something that I've never seen. Doesn't seem like anybody else has ever seen and probably something that we won't see again. You could say. I hope. I hope not. Yeah. Like the, the Canucks this week have been the joke of the NHL because of this. And it's. It's sad because it's not even because of the on-ice play. It is completely the ownership. Oh, it's and a like, little like, bit to do with the on-ice play. Like, this right, wouldn't but, be but, happening. But who, who, why is their on-ice play bad? Like, what is the number one reason? <laughs> I've gone off on them so many times. But dude. So, without going off on them, what's your number one reason the team's bad on-ice? The defense. Right. Who picks the defense? Who picks the defense? Yes. Who Who is in charge of acquiring defensemen okay. to put on the ice? Can Bruce Boudreaux can't do that. And as mad as we want to get at Tyler Myers and OEL, they can't just decide to be better players. You need to replace them with someone. That's the GM's job. And in this case, the GMs are only allowed to do what the owners want them to do. So it's the owner's fault. I mean, look, we've, we can talk about Canucks and their problems about the players and like our defense, like we do every week. But I think this week we should focus mainly on Boudreaux, the situation, because it is something new that we haven't had to, like we've talked about it, but now that it's finally happened, we haven't talked about what's happened after. So I yeah. think we start with the final game and just the right. the raw emotion of Boudreaux or the, the team chanting or not the team, sorry, the fans chanting Bruce, there it is, which you kind of led 
Uh, if you want to talk about that a little bit. Well, I, I won't say led, but me and Jake were at that game. So mm-hmm. Bruce Boudreaux's final game as the head coach of the Canucks. And it was unlike any game I've ever been to. And it, for those who know me or know the podcast well, I've been to a lot of games. Uh, my family, which I'll get into later, has season tickets and has had them my whole life. So I, I've been to a lot of games. The feeling was just different. It was like this feeling of unity, but it was like unity against the Canucks organization. It was like everyone who was there was not there to cheer for the team or a player. They were there for Bruce. And it was actually, a lot of people will talk about how Canucks fans are not intelligent or annoying or or don't understand hockey or whatever. And I feel like every big fan base gets that. That was a game to me that proved that at least a big bulk of fans understand the game enough to know that they needed to show up to that game. But again, not for the team. They showed up for Bruce. You know, it was it was almost like a rebellion to to Canucks ownership. Just showing that oh, like, totally. like we do not want to get rid of this guy. We don't think this guy is the problem. We think you're the problem. And we are going to show that what you're doing to this guy is wrong. And it seemed like any sports analyst, anybody who had the ability to uh, voice their opinion was really on the same side as the fans as what they're doing to Bruce is wrong. This should not be happening. Like nobody can believe that they're doing this to a coach who's done so much for the game as well. It's crazy. And you can just see the raw emotion on Bruce's face about how much he loved the fans, how much he appreciated what they did just by when they were chanting Bruce, there it is at the end of the game. And you can see him start to cry. And when I saw that, I was like, wow, like this is, this is insane. Like this doesn't happen. Jake, what was your take? Cause you, you were at the game with me. So what, as someone who doesn't go to as many Canucks fans, what, what did you notice about that game? <laughs> what? Just you rolling over on the couch. Like, oh, is it my turn to talk yeah. now? No, I want to give you like an educated answer, but to be honest, like, what more is there to say, man? Like, it was the most sad environment I've ever been a part of at a live sporting event. It was it was like everybody in the arena was thinking the same thing, but no one could say it, you know? And when people were chanting, Bruce, there it is, it was like it didn't matter what was going on on the ice. It was, they might as well have been screaming, fuck you, Aquilini, you know? Like. That'll happen before the season's out. It was just, it was a really sad and weird environment to be in. And, uh, and it kind of set the tone for, which we can talk about here, um, for Rick Tockett to come in, right? Well, yeah. So I guess now we can move on to Bruce's replacement, which was. Rick Talkett, as everybody expected. And they also brought in two new uh, assistant coaches, which was very random, Sergei Gonchar and Adam Foote, who I, I had no idea that they were even bringing in new assistant coaches, let alone two former players that I don't think ever played for the Canucks. No, yeah, these guys worked with Talkett in Pittsburgh. Okay. He mentioned that he really liked their work uh, and what they had done with you know, defensemen such as Dumoulin and Latang and, you know, whoever else they had out there when they won their cups. And he said, yeah, you know, those guys proved their worth and he wanted to bring them onto his team here. 
And he actually made that a caveat to signing. He said, I'm not signing in Vancouver unless I get these guys. So, And um, I, I find that very interesting because one thing that we all did talk about the last few days is how when Boudreaux came into the Canucks, Rutherford and Patrick Alvine hadn't even been hired yet. Like ownership fired Benning and Green, which needed to be done. But usually you hire the GM or, and or president and then you let them make the decisions they need to make underneath them. Instead, they decided to bring in Bruce Boudreaux. This meant that you had a GM trying to build a team for a coach whose philosophy he didn't agree with. So I, I feel like from the beginning, Boudreaux was even set up to fail, right? But I guess we thought that with how the team was connecting with Boudreaux, Rutherford and Patrick Alvin would be able to see that and allow them to continue their progress together, or at least until the end of the season. But instead, they... They likely wanted Tockett from the beginning, and they just wanted to bring him in as soon as they could. As soon as they could, and they brought Tockett in at the worst possible time because bringing him in under these circumstances just set him up for failure. Well, you know? did you hear though that uh, Boudreaux's one of his last comments as the Canucks coach was when they asked him, you know, why do you think you are being fired now instead of just letting the season run out? And Boudreaux said, I don't know, maybe it's because our next couple games are against. Columbus, Seattle, and um, Chicago. and Chicago. And I thought that was very, not only insightful, I think it could be very true. If you look at the last few teams that Boudreaux coached against, they were all like top of the NHL. And I mean, I mean, Seattle's a good team, but Chicago and Columbus all within a four-day span are bottom feeders. You know, that just like, I really wonder if that is management trying to set him up for early success so that it's looked upon more favorably. Probably. There's probably something that goes on to it, which is funny because I feel like now Canucks fans have kind of come to the uh, general agreement that, hey, like, let's tank. Let's get Bedard. Oh, 100%. Like, we're not making the playoffs. And then they're like, yeah, let's win a bunch of games and show the fans that we really care about you. Well, luckily, we're losing 5-1 to Seattle right yeah, now. So. And we're only halfway through the game. So, yeah. so far, they're on the, the right track here. I do want to mention a couple things about Rick Tockett. Uh, we have some nicknames for Rick Tockett that are coming from Canucks fans. Ooh. But they're a bit conditional. Like, we have different nicknames for different circumstances. Okay. Uh, so, if he ever makes a TikTok appearance, mm -hmm. we're going to call him TikTokit. TikTokit, okay. Instead of Rick Tockett. Um, if he makes a team better at takeaways, we're going to call him Pickpocket. <laughs> <laughs> Can I like that one? <laughs> if he encourages more slap shots, he will be called Stick Rocket. Okay. Uh, if he repairs an electrical issue, he will be called Fix Socket. Okay. That's a good one. <laughs> if he steals a necklace, we're going to call him Nick Locket. Okay. Which, ah. Yeah. Across the pond joke there. I know he, you didn't create these, right? No. Yeah, okay. Uh, these are way too creative. Yeah, this is... Sorry, I should credit. This is just off of Canucks Reddit. I oh, found okay, this okay. post and it, it made me laugh. Uh, if he advocates for efficient judicial reform, we're going to call him Quick Docket. Okay. <laughs> Silly. Uh, this one I don't really get, but I'm sure it's a reference. If he goes if he goes on foot to see Ke a Keanu Reeves movie, we're going to call him Wick Wocket. Uh, oh, I, wait. No, I do get it now. Yeah. I do get it now. I don't get it. John Wick. Uh, and I if get he walked to the movie, it would be Wick Wocket. Uh. Oh, and if he overuses a big defenseman, we're going to call him Brick Blocket. I wish we could have ended with a bang, but we didn't. Yeah, yeah. No, sorry. It, kinda, it started off. It feels like whoever posted yeah. this started off strong and just yeah. whittled it down to worse and worse ideas. But I, I still like that. Yeah, I yeah, that's funny. That. Yeah. 
Good yeah. job. Anyway, back to something that's not funny. Our organization is in shambles. And it's now also getting a reputation for treating its employees like garbage. Yeah. I mean, I want to I want to jump back a little bit just to before Taka got hired and okay. talk about that press conference with uh, Bo Horvat when they were just asking him questions. And he just looked like he was about to ball his eyes out. Mm-hmm. And then it came out later that pretty much all the players were crying. And then one superstar, I think they... Yeah, they didn't said. name who, but they said it was a very high-end yeah, player. Yeah, went into the office and started bawling his eyes out to Bruce. And it's just like, these guys love him. The, my Now, I know, I've heard different theories on this. Mine is Pedersen, though. I really think it was him. Because if you guys remember when Boudreaux came in, Pedersen was struggling bad. Mm-hmm. Like, people were talking about trading him. They were saying he's just a third liner now because he lost all his confidence. Boudreaux came in and brought him back to the player that he could be. I think Boudreaux helped him so much. And again, you see how personable he is in the locker room. I really think it makes sense that that would have been Elias Pettersson. Yeah, that would make sense. And the the one thing that I think the team did that really, like, it hit me the hardest was that everyone knows of uh, Boudreaux's tradition that after the game, he gives out his WWE belt to the player of the game. Yeah. Or he is the last player of the game, give it to the next yeah, one. Yeah. And I forget who it was that had it in the last one, but it sounds like the whole team came together and gave him the belt. Mm. And apparently it just started a sob fest. Like everyone was yeah. bawling. I mean, yeah, you got to feel bad for the guy. Yeah. it's It sucks. The, the only positive I've seen come out of it is that I've never seen Canucks fans this united against the owners. Very true. Very it, true. It, it is coming to a point where it's not just the odd guy saying, ah, you know, or, or the odd guy like me going, ah, <laughs> you know, just yelling into a microphone, ah, the owners. You know, it's now like it is the, if you look at any Canucks post from the last three weeks, every other comment is Aquilini out, sell the team, boycott the Canucks. Like, yeah. and honestly, I'm thrilled because finally, they're doing something that could make a change. And that's what it comes to is mm. things like not buying merchandise, not buying tickets. And that was one of the hardest conversations I had with my family last year. Was, yeah. Or sorry, this, I don't know why I said last year. Last week was my mom came up to me and said, we need to have a serious conversation about if we're going to renew our tickets next year. Which, by the way, have been in our family for almost 30 years. And we're talking about dropping them now just because... We, we need to show them that we don't support this. Yeah, it, it's crazy, but yeah, you got to take a stand. I, I can't remember. Did we talk about the jerseys last week? Very briefly, because okay, I was at that. the first ever game that yes, they were unveiled. Yes, yes. Yeah, I, I just called in for a minute. But yeah, the jerseys, again, it's just another cash grab. Yeah, it's a money grab. Yeah, they're taking something that they know the fans love and trying to change it just enough that it's different, but that fans will still want to buy a new one. And I, it's just blatant disrespect. There, there was another money grab. Okay, so so we all went to Rick Tockett's first game. Yes, uh, that's right. That me, was the... Marcus, Jake, Tyler, and Marcus's family. Yeah. Uh, me, Marcus, Jake, and Tyler went a little bit early because Mark or Tyler was going to go look at a Andre Kuzmenko jersey potentially. Yeah. And when we were in the store, uh, we found a Rick Rippin jersey, oh, and I was yeah. going to give this over to Jake because. Uh, Jake, I think, was the one that found it. And uh, I thought well, this I would be... Well, I found it, but then when I pointed yeah. out... Yeah, yeah. well, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll let, let Jake, Jake tell the rest of the story. Yeah. And, and I'll preface this. This is this is disgusting to me. Okay. Well, I'll let, I'll let the listeners be the judge of this. So, 
Um, I'm judging it. It's disgusting. It's awful. It's also a bit timely here because the day we're recording is actually Bell Let's Talk Day. Um, And this whole week is kind of looked at as being the, um, the, the point where we all recognize mental health uh, issues and we try to shed light on them and we um, you know we try to support those who are struggling and for a long time the Canucks have been pioneers in this um, endeavor right like they've really tried to support and, and help out but part of it that's that's always kind of left a bad taste in my mouth is it seems like they're almost using Rick Rippon as a bit of a mascot for it right like they're really kind of showing him and 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 pushing him out there and I think his story is important to tell but not to the degree that they're using him at. And that um, that brings me to when we were in the team store. So we're walking through the team store and we see a rack full of these special edition, you know, um, mental health awareness week. Hockey talks. Ho- right. Hockey yep. talks. Thank you. Hockey talks. Green Rick Rippin jerseys. And I'm sure that, you know, some level of proceeds of the jerseys are to go directly to their foundations or whatever. Um, that being said, though, the price tag on these jerseys was $550. And the sad part about all of this to me, and I'm sure to you guys as well, is that they really have turned Rick Rippin into a mascot and they're using his name as a bit of a lightning rod for what looks like some monetary gain, whether that's entirely within the organization or, you know, some portion of it, I still think that, you know, putting a Jersey up there for $550 is insane, especially if you're just trying to raise money for the organization or let's talk. I mean, we, we haven't done any research or anything on it. If like all the proceeds go or half or whatever, what have you, this is just uh, what we saw and kind of what our thought process was. Well, it sure didn't say that on the sign. Yeah, it didn't say anything about proceeds going to mental no. awareness or anything like and that. If they aren't, then that's like if, if this is straight profit, that is the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. Like labeling a, a jersey at that that price point and not donating, if if not all of it, at least the majority of the value. You know what I mean? Yeah, that is absolutely appalling. And I, and I, I don't. But I'm not. I'm not accusing them of that, right? Yeah. Because yeah, I can't sure. imagine. I cannot imagine that they would have the. You know. Well, I'm. I'm glad you brought that up, and I'm going to swing topics slightly, but it's it's along the same track. So a list of Canadian charities actually just got released with ratings as to like basically five stars through one stars as to which ones you should consider donating to. Canucks for Kids, which is something that everyone who's grown up in Vancouver pretty much knows about. They make big donations a a lot of the time. If you've ever been to a Canucks game and bought a 50-50 ticket, that's what the proceeds go towards. It was rated as one of the worst charities in all of Canada. And they go through like a scale of things. And the one that jumped out to me the most was that 90 cents out of every dollar goes towards administration. Meaning that if, if you donate $20, or sorry, I'll keep, if you donate $10 to Canucks for Kids, you just, do, you gave $9 to the organization and $1 to the charity. That's crazy. Yeah. I didn't know that. That, is like, that to me should almost be illegal. 
There is no possible way that that makes sense. But that's, to me, when you were saying just that, you know, you'd hope the organization would at least be classy enough to give the money where it's supposed to go. Uh, I'm not saying they're not with those jerseys because, again, like you said, we haven't done the research, but they didn't advertise it on the sign. It sure as hell seems like they're willing to do whatever they can to keep as much money as possible. And there's something I want to mention about donating and and just as a concept. Mm -hmm. Charities are kind of weird because it's really hard to track where the money goes, right? Like you can donate $10 to the kids fund, right? But there's no way to know exactly where those $10 end up, right? Did that pay for a kid who needed some sort of medical procedure, right? Did all 10 of those dollars end up benefiting him in the way that he can finally have that treatment done for him? Right. A lot of the times the answer is no. A lot of the times the answer is no, it paid the, you know, the administration, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. um, to, to getting the people in the right place to get him pushed along. And uh, there's a lot of issues when it comes to charities and managing donations. And unfortunately, there's a lot of corruption too. Again, these are not accusations. However, it's pretty well documented and well known that you know charities can sometimes take advantage and uh yeah and after seeing that in the team store that's what made me go hold on a minute here like maybe we need to be looking at this right because if it's not if the right steps aren't being taken absolutely appalling like absolutely appalling and there needs to be more attention on that but again these are not accusations it needs to be very clear yeah we're not we're not telling you how you should feel or what you should think these are just our opinions and observations yeah yeah the the only thing again the one that i saw was just a a rating system that rated canadian charities against each other basically said if you're going to donate to any canadian charity don't donate to canucks for kids and that feels really weird to say because i've spent my whole life giving to that organization and the canucks autism network like those have been what i grew up with you know those were the charities my family used to donate to and uh yeah, I don't know what to do about that anymore. Okay, well, before we move on to anything else, there's one other thing I wanted to say about the whole Bruce Boudreaux thing, right? So he did a bunch of, obviously, pressers and whatnot yeah. um, before he left. But there was one thing that he... There's one way in which he said something that made me realize that, you know, they really messed up firing this guy. And it was when he was talking about... Or when, when reporters were bringing up to him the uh, the impact of the Bruce there it is chance right right and so they asked him something along the lines of like oh what did you think of the fans doing that and he said oh you know like I don't know what I did to deserve this like I, I really appreciate it I love this city I love these fans um, and then he referenced the Bruce there it is chant but he didn't say Bruce he just said the there it is chant and I thought that was really interesting because he had the attention to not say his name, to not make it about him. And I and I guarantee you that when he talked about that chant, because he had to, right? It had to have come up with the guys. Yeah. He never mentioned himself because to him, it wasn't about him, right? Like, that's that's the true mark of a leader, in my opinion. And obviously, I realize I'm, I'm connecting a lot of dots that maybe don't connect, but I like to think they do. 
And I like to think that Bruce Boudreaux was the type of guy that that led that team as selflessly as you would want him to. Well, I think the one thing, first of all, I'll say that I agree with you, and that's very observant, actually. That's something I didn't notice. But looking back on my experience with pro sports and amateur sports even, you're right, that is the mark of a leader, is not making it about themselves. That's very common. But uh, the, the one last thing I'll say just from being at his last game is seeing the amount of fans with we stand with Bruce signs and just really, it, it, a lot of them that we saw weren't even thank you, Bruce. A lot of them said we stand with Bruce. And that to me was showing not only Bruce support, but like you said, really sticking it to the owners and management and saying that we don't agree with what you're doing with this team. Yeah, I mean, there, there's not much else you can say about the whole situation. It's a it's a shitty situation. Uh, I think it's I think we covered a lot of it. Um, I know usually this podcast is more upbeat. You know, we like to poke fun at the Canucks. We like to poke fun at each other but sometimes you know you really gotta like you gotta be serious sometimes it's not a fun time right now to be a Canucks fan no it's a tough time it's dark times but I I do think we should switch it up for the listeners and I can't think of a better way to switch it up than a little goof of the week agreed what a goof that's right welcome to the biggest goof of the week this is the part of the show where I go to find a story that involves a player coach team organization whatever what have you bring up the story with the guys and we have a chat about it and this week I'm bringing up None of the above. I'm bringing up an other. Wait, so, Kirch, sorry, person, coach, nope. player. Player. I don't say person. I say player. Oh. Player, coach, team, organization. So is it a goalie? <laughs> Very observant of you. But no, it's not. It is a network this week. So Bally Sports is going belly up. And I'm fairly certain these guys only took over the NHL, like, couple years ago like i think it was just before covid i think it was like after covid is it after COVID? yeah i'm pretty sure well still within the last few years is when they took over and they've already filed for bankruptcy as they are get ready for this 8.6 billion dollars in debt whoa Oof. yes or at least the company that owns bally sports network you could buy like eight middle class nhl teams at that price <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Like the Canucks are a top 10 valued team in the NHL. They are just over a billion. Yep. Crazy, hey? That is wild. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of moolah. So they've just, but didn't they have like MLB contracts too? I feel like a lot yeah, of the playoffs I, were that. I remember seeing a lot of Valley Sports Network MLB games. But I think that was it. I don't remember seeing any NFL or NBA stuff. That is some crazy mismanaged money. Yeah. Like, wait, like you have two of the biggest, two of the top four sports in North America. You have their contracts. Yeah. How how do you mess that up? You would think it's just a cash cow, but apparently exactly. not. Apparently not. So, I mean, admittedly, baseball is dying, and hockey is the smallest of the big four. But mm. still, it's like. To call the NHL a small moneymaker, yeah, no. like, it, it is a massive cash cow. Also, I think it's actually the smallest of the five. I think it's actually smaller than the MLS now. No, it's not. Still no? No, no not even close. Really? Yeah. I thought the MLS had grown. I was oh. going to say, I mean, if they bought this right after COVID, NHL was probably at the top of the top that it's been in in making money standards because everybody was just stuck at home watching sports. Yeah. So as soon as COVID's done, if they buy it, people want to go out, probably not watching as many games, but still to be that much in debt is quite crazy in that small amount of time. 
Yeah. Well, anyway, it's it's sad, but it's also interesting. Like, I think ESPN owns the rights to the NHL now, so I'm sure I'm pretty sure they do like all the um, all the broadcasting. But I liked Bally because, like, I used to watch a lot of the Nashville feeds, and I thought they were good. You know, they had like um, they had really good uh, like intermission reports. Yeah, I don't even. I, I don't think I've watched. Uh, that broadcast. I don't even know like who's on the panel or anything like that. It's it's just the network. It's not like it's not like a show or anything. Oh, I see. But I see. like a lot of the sets were designed. I guess were designed and paid for by Bally or okay. Like also just like the production of the show. So like the scoreboard, right? Mm-hmm. The advertisements, all that kind of crap. Uh, sorry, I just want to jump in real quick and say that according to a survey from ESPN conducted in mid twenty twenty two. The uh in the USA anyway, the uh, largest is the NFL. Yep. Then the NBA. Nope. Really, the MLB is number MLB two. MLB is still number two. Wow. Okay. Then the NBA. I mean, dropping fast though. But yeah. Yeah. yeah then the NBA. Then, then the, the NHL. NHL. And then the MLS. Yeah. Hmm. Pickleball is going to be up there soon. No. It is. It's becoming the next sport. How? There's a How whole. There's a whole tournament. Uh, like sponsored, like a whole nine yards, like a tennis tournament. But pickleball happening, uh, I think, next week or something like that. You guys see blind hockey is also getting a lot of attention right now. I did just see a video about I it. I saw one, yeah, too. Yeah. It's been around for quite a while. Yeah, but it's picking up. That's good. Yeah, good for them, right? And we are going to pick up our stuff and go for break <laughs> yeah. because we got to turn the energy up a little bit. So we're going to have some beaver buzz and uh, <laughs> we will be back in just a couple seconds. But first, another word from our sponsor. Well, this week's episode and every episode of the Vancouver Boys podcast is brought to you by Beaver Buzz Energy. Thank you so much, Beaver Buzz, for supporting the boys. We here at Vancouver Boys Studios are all Beaver Buzzing. We'll be right back. Kill shit till I die! You're listening to the Vancouver Boys podcast. That's her name. Don't wear it out. Man, we got to sign this guy to a six by six. Tampa Bay was $18 million over the salary cap. UC Saros is the best goalie in the NHL. Welcome back, everybody. Got a little beaver buzz in us. Got a little bit more energy in us. Yes, we do. That was super energetic. Ah! There we go. There we go. That's what I like to hear. Jake? Yeah, we do. All right. All right. Uh, Yeah, second half of the episode, we're going to kick it off with how we usually do it. With my segment now. (laughs) Speaking of energy... Yep. <laughs> yeah. Buckle your seatbelts. Gold star. See? <laughs> this week's gold star is to one of my favorite players. Ryan Kessler? No. Active UC. player. Active player. Active, active player. player. Active. No, technically not a player. In it's a Jake's goalie? It's a UC, goalie. UC Saros. <laughs> no. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Soup himself, Jack Campbell. I'm shocked that you want to bring this guy up. Well. As the gold star of the week. Jack Campbell. Oh, oh, what the hell? Alex has (laughs) ripped his mic stand off the desk. Oh, my goodness. I'm just so beaver buzzed. I was going to say he's way too beaver buzzed (laughs) right now. 
There we go. Yeah, that's what we were telling. Yeah, we're yeah. like, slow down, yeah. Alex. It's too much. You're going to be too strong. Yeah. One can a day, folks. One yeah. can a day. Red Bull gives you wings, but Beaver Buzz gives you triceps. <laughs> <laughs> gives you lats. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, All right. back to one of the best goaltenders in the NHL. Mr. Jack Campbell is in his last five games, 5-0 and oh, with a 9.22 save percentage. What? If that does not read gold star, I don't know what does. Where he, are you getting this from? From stats.com. That, that sounds pretty trustworthy. <laughs> I'm not yeah, going to lie. Actually, from the NHL app. Really? Jack Campbell's 5-0 and oh with a 9.22 save percentage? In his last five games, yeah. Wow. He has beaten actually a couple of respectable teams as well while doing so. They he played Tampa, Seattle, Vegas, and then Damn. San Jose and Anaheim. Oh. Okay. So well, said a th- couple three of, of them are yeah. very good teams. Yeah. Yeah, it's totally right. not embarrassing to get beaten by Seattle. Everyone does it. It happens all the time. <laughs> Nothing to be ashamed of. Six one. Yeah, six one. Yeah, Jack Campbell, gold star of the week. Always in my heart deserves a gold star. <laughs> I know to a couple other people that I'm sitting next to don't think so. Fantastic backup. Hashtag we stand with soup. <laughs> yeah. Jack Campbell, gold star of the week. I'm well shocked. I'm shocked. Very good. Uh, I think it's time we bring up his uh, his teammate, and we have not gotten to hit this button in a while, and I'm really excited to do it. Because for the first time, and it's so sad Tyler isn't here for this, but for the first time in so long, we have Evander Kane news. And not of the positive variety. Of course, the last two big storylines about him was he was out for a very long time with a very scary injury. Yeah. And he came back. Yeah. So neither of those were really, you really couldn't hit that button for either of those. No. No. But this you can because he had to miss tonight's game to attend a bankruptcy trial in San Jose. <laughs> yes, that is tough. That is like the most Evander Kane thing I can think of, actually. It's a nice return to the norm. Yes. <laughs> getting back to it. <laughs> yeah, getting back to normal. Getting the yeah. groove. I got to say, too, like, what a pickup for Edmonton. Like, that was, when, when they grabbed him, everyone thought they were crazy for it. That That might be kind of like, did you ever hear that the U.S. had that big idea once when they had a tornado that they actually considered nuking it to see if that would make it go away? No. I, I, yeah, you have I not heard that? I didn't hear that. Yeah, it's like one of the... It's like the... You know the Cuban Missile Crisis, how that almost ended in like World War Three and made everything way worse? Uh, there was no World War Three. No, that's why I said it almost <laughs> It almost like made World War Three. Oh, yeah. It you didn't, said, you but, said it almost ended World War Three. Sorry, I meant like ended up in World oh, War III. Like it would have started it, yeah, but yeah. it but it didn't because it like miraculously got avoided. Yeah. But like, sorry, I've gone way off track here, but to bring yeah. it back, the nuking a tornado thing was another thing where it was like one of those things that would have been a massive problem if they'd actually gone through with it. But luckily scientists were like, hey, please don't nuke the tornado. That will make a nuclear tornado. This, this will not stop the tornado. It will make it a much bigger <laughs> so problem. What you're saying is Evander Kane is a nuclear tornado? No, I'm saying he's a nuke. The rest of the team is a tornado. Or that's uh, what people were saying. Sorry, no one said exactly that. But like in <laughs> hockey terms, that's almost what it looked like when they picked him up. Is Edmonton was kind of one of those teams that could definitely use help. But it was like, is Evander Kane really the way we want to handle this? 
Is that really the best thing to throw into that locker room? And man, it has worked out really well for them, at least on ice so far. It's a good redemption story for Evander Kane, just with everything that he's been through. And then to be able to go to Edmonton, go on a nice playoff run, and then come back and, you know, not miss a step. Yeah. And I mean, it sucks that he got injured because he was on pace to have a really good season. But hopefully now that he's back, he can uh, continue where he left off. Yeah, I'd like to see him play a full season with Edmonton because they acquired him last season, did they not? Like midway yeah. through? And it was like he was on pace to if he had played the full season, which obviously he didn't because of his bankruptcy and other complications. He would have been like a top five point getter in the NHL. But we didn't get to see that play out because he only played a part of the season. Yeah. So I, I I would really love to see him play a full season as an Edmonton Oiler. Yeah. I mean, he's good. Edmonton Oilers are good, but they're not better than your Calgary Flames. Are they not? Well, in the standings, they are. Okay, but so, they, so they team, quite literally no, are better No, but as an actual team, the Calgary Flames are the team in the NHL. Even though they're second in the wild card, they are still the team in the <laughs> yeah, NHL. Yeah, you, you're still th- throwing your hat in that ring. Oh, eh? yeah. Okay. Underdog story. You're going to die on that hill. And don't forget, they're they're going to have players from the Flames win like all the individual awards. Oh, yeah, too. right. Markstrom for Vesna. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, listen. Yeah. We don't want to go down that road. Yeah, wasn't Huber going to win the Rocket or something? Hey, some of your guys' takes are tough. I think I think we should get into that next episode when we have Tyler here. Yeah, mate, we're, we're going to get yeah. into that soon because we are at the midway point in the yeah. season now. So we should revisit some of those predictions. Man, some of them were ugly. Oh, yeah. Some of them have been pretty good, though. But a lot yeah, of them were like okay. Jack Campbell being a fucking backup. And you trying to tell us he was a top 10 goalie. Hey, man. <laughs> I let the stats speak for themselves. <laughs> yeah, if only the season was only five games. Chill. <laughs> uh, like, I'd love to rip on you guys, but I believe I did pick Demko for the best. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> oh, that's tough. Yeah. I, I mean, I admittedly, Soros. injuries have hurt his chances. Do they though? <laughs> <laughs> so they match. haven't helped his chances. <laughs> no, it's okay. Somebody wouldn't pick the same rookie of the year two times in a row <laughs> and then have them not be even close to rookie of the year. He's having a good season. He's not having a rookie of the year yeah. season though. Mm-hmm. Who is though? Uh Beneers. Yeah, Beneers for sure. You think? Yeah, I guess. Um Yeah, so I think now we're gonna take a look at the playoff picture. As we are halfway through the season, just take a look at what if or what some of the uh, matchups would look like uh, if the if the season stopped now. It doesn't matter who Dallas plays in the first round; they're losing. Well, perfect. We'll start right there. Dallas would be playing the Calgary Flames in the first round. So, <laughs> yep, Calgary's moving through. Yeah, I agree with that one. What do you think, Marcus? Uh, yeah, I would have to take Calgary over Dallas. Yeah. Okay. What is, about is that? Not was that not uh, last year's first round matchup as well? Hmm. Uh, can't no. remember. Or when um when their their goalie had that big breakout. Oh yes yes yeah. yes yes. Yeah, Jake Ottinger. Yeah. Ottinger. Thank you. Yeah. I yeah, couldn't think seven. of his name. Yeah. Uh. Okay. So we'll do the Pacific first. So yeah, Dallas versus Calgary. We're picking Calgary. Um, Seattle versus Edmonton. Which is insane that Seattle is first in the division right now. Yeah. If I was if at the beginning of the year I heard that that was a possible playoff matchup, I would have thought Edmonton would have yeah. been the team on top. And I'm still picking Edmonton in this. Uh, I just don't trust Seattle. They've never been to the playoffs. Edmonton has. I think Edmonton would make it through. And th- this is another crazy thing that I wouldn't have believed at the beginning of the season. Seattle has steadier goaltending, honestly. I know Campbell's been on a tear in his last five games. Yep, don't but, disrespect him. But I, I brought it up. 
But over I will the happily disrespect him. He's a okay. shit tier goalie. He's a backup at best. Can your goalie see over the crossbar? <laughs> On skates, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you dumb? <laughs> okay, Seattle Edmonton. Who are you taking? Yeah, I'm, um, ta- I'm taking Edmonton. Yeah. For me, it's close. But you know what? I'll go Seattle. Why not? Okay. Okay. Um, then we're gonna have Winnipeg versus Colorado. Colorado. Winnipeg, Colorado. Winnipeg is Doesn't winning matter. this nope. so easily. There's no chance. It's it's tough because Colorado. I think they're still pretty injury. Uh, yeah, riddled. they are injury riddled, but yeah. they're gonna have all their guys back for for the playoffs, yeah. and they're gonna they're gonna sweep the Jets. Okay, they're not gonna sweep. I think that'll be <laughs> the, a really the Jets good are gonna series. lose so hard they're gonna get relocated. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, also to Nashville. Nashville's gonna have two teams: yeah. <laughs> Nashville Predators and the Nashville Jets. Yeah. Nashville Islanders. Yeah, I think I'm going to take... I got to take Colorado <laughs> on that one, too. It's funny hearing Nashville Islanders just because Nashville is landlocked. Yeah, it's like, like the most <laughs> landlocked city. <laughs> that, that'd be like hearing the Halifax Prairie Dogs or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then the last matchup coming out of the West... Or the... Yeah. Sorry, the... Yeah, Western Conference. Wow. Yeah. That was a lot of words. Or like the Houston Ice. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> naming teams that wouldn't make like sense. The, the Tampa Bay Avalanche. <laughs> well, that okay. <laughs> We're getting a little off. Track Not many now. avalanches in Tampa Bay. Okay. Well, in well, Colorado yeah. there are. Unlike Nashville, where there's tons of predators. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> Good one. Okay. Uh, moving on to the last matchup in the Western Conference would be the Vegas Golden Knights versus. The Los Angeles Kings. Yeah, G- Golden Knights, and it's yeah. not close. Yeah, that that I would see as a sweep. I still don't understand how LA is still in the playoff picture. LA is one point behind the number one seed in the Pacific. Yeah, and they're, they're not a good team. Yeah, it's, it's quite crazy. Uh, okay, we're going to move over to the Eastern Conference now, where there is way better teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, first matchup, Boston versus Washington. Boston. Yeah, Boston is just going to trample anyone in their way. Boston looks unbeatable right now. Uh, Boston, I just want to point out, do you know how many games they've lost in regulation? Are you both looking at it right now? I am. I don't know if Uh, Jake is. Four. Five. That was close. Yep. They have lost, after 47 games, they have lost five in regulation. That is wild. Allmark have like, what is it, like two losses or something like that on the season? No, he's going more than that. Oh, he's, he's not a, a very good goalie. Then he has over half of their losses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, then we're gonna move to Carolina versus Pittsburgh. Man, they've played each other a few times lately, yeah. haven't they? Yeah. It'd be a tight series, but I think I'd probably have to go with Carolina. There's something about the season that makes me really think Pittsburgh is gonna go on a run, but Carolina is just such a a juggernaut. It feels like that I just can't see Pittsburgh getting past them. So Pittsburgh's I'm just pick so Carolina. streaky. Right, like Pittsburgh, if they get hot, yeah, they could win, but yeah. they could also cool off and get swept. Yeah, so it's like you really don't know with Pittsburgh. They need and a. I, I don't think they'll. I I'm gonna pick Carolina, but it's almost because I'm rooting for Carolina now. They've just like as good as they've been. They're a small market team, and they've just been the underdog for a few years in a row now. I'd really love to see them like get the credit they deserve and just go out there and win a couple series. Yeah. I don't know. They made it to the Eastern Conference Final. Yeah, well, I just, sorry. I don't mean to ago. say that they haven't won series. I just mean, like, I would really... I'd like to see them win. I think if there, if there was a team in the East I was going to cheer for all playoffs long, it would be the Hurricanes. 
I would want the Hurricanes to win this series unless Louis Domingue gets oh put back God. into that. The love of and then <laughs> there's just no shot that Carolina can win. You love the most controversial goalies. You know that? What's wrong with what is controversial about Louis Domingue? The fact that he's not an NHL goalie. But and I'm not nasty. saying that to chirp him. I'm saying it because he's not an NHL goalie. No, he's nasty. Name one other controversial goalie that you like. Jack Campbell. Jack Campbell's not controversy. He's just a, no. an amazing goaltender. There's no controversy there. He is horrendous. Okay. <laughs> this is the controversy. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, what, what's our next matchup? Two more, right? The next one is going to be Toronto versus the Tampa Bay Ooh, Tampa Lightning. Tampa Bay Lightning. <laughs> I'm going to go against you guys, and I'm saying Toronto makes it through. I think not only it's is... It's a fool's errand, my friend. Kay. I've done it every year, and I've learned from my mistakes. Here, here's the thing. Toronto every year finds a new way to embarrass themselves. In my opinion, there's really not much embarrassing about losing to the Lightning. Like, they're only three points apart in the standings. They're evenly matched teams. And they lost to them last year. Which is why I'm thinking, how do they one-up themselves? I think this time, instead of having, like, a three-game lead or a multi-goal lead in a game, I think they're down 3 nothing in the series. And I think they fight and claw all the way back and then not only do they blow a multi-goal lead in game seven, but they Tampa like ties it up in the last minute of regulation to send it into overtime. And then I don't know if Tampa Bay has a former Maple Leaf on their team, but that guy scores. Can can we all agree on something here? Let's we, just say that Toronto makes it through the first round. Mm-hmm. I feel like once they break that barrier, they're going to the finals. No. You guys don't think so? No, no because then you, you know who they're playing next? Boston. <laughs> Which, it, you know what? Maybe that is exactly how they should finally break out of the first round. <laughs> yeah, it's getting that swept would be really by funny. the best that Boston be really team funny. we've seen in over a decade. Yeah. Probably. Boston just manhandles them. <laughs> they get through a chair and like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> nightmare, nightmare, nightmare. <laughs> Yeah, Brad Marchand scores every goal in the series. They bring Chara back on just for game seven. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the Leafs go seven with the Lightning. Nearly every game's a nail-biter. Then they get swept by the Bruins. (laughs) Blowouts every game. Love to see it. Uh, And then the last game of the playoffs, if the season ended today, would be New Jersey Devils and the New York Rangers. That is going to be such a fun series if it happens. Two young and -and up-and-coming teams battling it out in the playoffs. That would be a really fun series. And I really don't know who I'm going to choose. I I have to say, I think as far as entertainment goes, New Jersey is going to be the more entertaining team. But I think New York plays with more structure. Mm, I disagree. I think New Jersey is a more structured team, but Shesterkin's more of a proven goalie. And I think think that entire series would hinge on Shesterkin. Yeah, I, I agree with Jake. I think it comes down to goaltending... Which I feel like a lot of playoff series do, and yeah. usually you take the better goaltender, and in this case, Shesterkin is the better goaltender. Yeah. The the other thing that also hurts me to say is New Jersey is going to get a big addition on defense later this season, or it's primed to be, once the college... P.K. Subban comes out of retirement. <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> um, no, once the college season is over, they are expecting Luke Hughes to join their NHL roster. So if he makes any kind of impact on their blue line... They are going to look ridiculous going into the playoffs. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I'm still, as of right now, because we haven't seen that, I think I would pick New York as my favorite. Yeah. It's hard to go against 
a team that they went to the Eastern Conference Finals last year, potentially. Either way, they won a series. Uh, uh, New York? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They won a series, so they've shown they can win in the playoffs. New Jersey has not been in the playoffs for a while, so taking New York there. Now, one thing I do want to point out, I never mentioned the Nashville Predators, the St. Louis Blues, or the Vancouver Canucks. You guys, this team suck. <laughs> Hate to break it to you. Pump dirt, man. Calgary <laughs> is holding on to the second wild card They are card in spot. the playoffs as we talk. They are holding on to it by one point, and the team behind them has two games in hand. That doesn't matter. They are it, in the playoffs it, as we It speak. matters quite a bit. Uh, <laughs> Who is that team? The Minnesota Wild. Uh, who's after them? The St. Louis Blues. Who's after them? The Vancouver Canucks. <laughs> uh, there, there is actually one team that I did want to bring up, just because it, it is quite crazy to me, is the Florida Panthers are a point back from the Buffalo Sabres. They're not in a playoff spot. How crazy is that? Yeah, they're actually the season, four, they're four points out of a playoff spot, yeah. and they have no games in hand. In fact, they have uh, the most games of any team in the NHL played right now. You know what else they don't have? Roberto Luongo, celebrity all-star goalie. A first-round pick this year. And why is that? Oh, c- the Kachuk trade? No, Ben Sherratt. Oh, oh, well, that so was Montreal this year's has pick. It? That was this year's pick. Montreal has Florida's first rounder. So Montreal not only is genuinely in contention for the first overall pick, they mm-hmm. also have a middle first round pick. Yep. In one of the deepest drafts we've seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. Or deepest first rounds, I guess I yeah. should say. Yes, sir. Wow. Florida, like, imagine going into the season and being like, Buffalo is going to be a better team than Florida. Everybody would have laughed in your face. If you look at this realistically, did both Florida and Calgary lose the Kachuk trade? No. Calgary won because they're in the playoffs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> dude, you <laughs> No. The I think just trading big pieces like that, like obviously it's gonna take a while for the players to get used to, you know, the new system, the new structure, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, it's not looking like a great good trade for either team right now. Yeah, no, and the big thing for me is that Florida losing the consistency they had in Morgan Geeky on the back end was huge. And the difference in Calgary is they went from Gaudreau to Caudry. So it's like the trade didn't really, you know what I mean? Like normally yeah, lost the trade, just both yeah. teams got worse. <laughs> well, that's why I was kind of asking, like, yeah. did both teams lose on the decision to do what they did? I guess, again, Calgary yeah. didn't really have a choice. Yeah. And both also, players hey, said we're leaving. I mean, Florida, Florida lost Giroux as well, too. Well, yeah, but, you know. <laughs> I mean, you know. Well, Sheru's like a 38-year-old. Uh, you know, it's still a good player, though. Yeah. Yeah, he's fine. He's having a pedestrian season, though. Yeah. A pedestrian season. You never heard that before? No, that's a new one. Yeah, it just means he's kind of like, not really doing anything. He's like a pedestrian. <laughs> just gets in your way a little bit sometimes. <laughs> but they're always in the right. Pedestrians you mean have they the have right the right of, of way. <laughs> That Same does thing. not mean they are in the right. <laughs> yes. Listen to Claude Giroux. He's always right. Well, speaking of Giroux, I wonder if he's jumped into the Ottawa River. Let's go jump in the <laughs> inbox. You, you mean the Rideau Canal? <laughs> no, the Ottawa River. Okay. 
Well, well Jake, you've actually been there, haven't you? I've I've been to Ottawa, yeah. Well, do you know of the Ottawa River? Um, I don't, but that also doesn't mean it doesn't exist. I'm oh, sure okay. it exists. It's a common swimming hole of Claude Giroux. It's a very big <laughs> river that runs along Highway 174. Oh, <laughs> of course, yes. Highway 174. Yeah. <laughs> that leads into Lac de Chenez. Ah, yes. To all of our Ottawa winners. Well, I wonder if Drew dropped into the Ottawa River. Oh, look, Tyler's in the Ottawa River. Hey, Tyler. <laughs> hey. Splish, <laughs> <laughs> splash, I was taken aback. What? I, I don't know what just happened. Yes. No, me but, neither. But what we should explain is that Tyler is back from the prospect yeah. game. I am. He just walked in here like he owns the yeah. place. Yeah. <laughs> also, I can barely hear him. Did well, we turn his mic off? <laughs> no, it's on. I'm just talking really far away from okay. the thing. Yeah, okay, there. All right. We, can hear. we are now joined by Tyler. So, uh, we'll scout Tyler, apparently. Before we get into the inbox, yeah, what was the game, dude? Uh, game was good. Bedard's a bust. <laughs> Why? Because he didn't score? No, because he didn't do anything other than try and fight five guys at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, how, so how exactly did that happen? Uh, so, okay, well, there's a, there's a bit of a story leading up to it. So, Bedard goes in to hit this guy. That's skating full speed with uh, with the puck, and the guy just absolutely runs him over. Okay, so Bedard got leveled while trying to throw a hit. Yeah. Okay. Like, smoked. And then a little bit later, the Bedard team pulls the goalie. They're down three one or whatever, and uh, or four one. And Buddy um, Buddy scores on the empty net. And then they're all like celebrating in the corner. Bedard skates up and cross checks the whole group, like one big cross check. Wow. Yep. Jesus. Just freaking skates out of nowhere. Comes at the, I don't know if he was going after one guy or whatever, but they're all like hugging and Bedard just comes up and throws a cross check. And the next thing you know, Bedard's in the middle and there's five guys just like grabbing him by the helmet and like throwing at him. So yeah, it's pretty funny. Hmm. Seems feisty. So Bedard the bust. Yeah. Well, uh, honestly, he didn't, he didn't look like the best player out there. So you've Who watched did? him play live twice, right? Yep. And he's scored in zero of those games. Yes. Yeah, this is not looking good. <laughs> I am the Bedard curse. <laughs> so was there anybody that really caught your eye that maybe a lot of people don't know about? All right. I'm probably going to butcher this name, but uh, his name's Grayson Swachin, and he plays for the uh, Seattle Thunderbirds. Right now, he's ranked number 42 among North American <laughs> skaters. Best player on the ice. Really? Hands down. Really? Yeah. Kid was nuts. Like, on, like honestly, that game alone, I think, is going to boost him up to early second round, like, late first. I mean, yeah, that's the whole and, point And of I the think game. it's going to be a steal at that. Well, there were I heard there were over 200 yeah. NHL scouts at this game. I could see it. I mean, yeah, it's the best of the best. Show off what you got. This is like th- I feel like this game is what like separates like like the sixth to seventh overall pick and like the the eleventh to thirteenth sort of deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah. really like picking out like where these players are positioned. There was uh, there was two guys that dropped the mitts. Oh, there was a fight. Yeah, really yeah, they dropped the gloves and went at it. And uh, there was another defenseman on uh, Team Red. That uh, I forget what his name was. He was number seventy seven, but he is massive. No hands. <laughs> like, hasn't grown into his body yet, but the man is a giant, and he's, like, he's thick. He's not, like, scrawny. Oh, yeah. Like, he is a big dude. And I was like, oh, that's 
this guy's going to be a problem once he figures out how, <laughs> how, to, how, work to, how to play with, with his size. <laughs> I even remember growing up playing in, in lacrosse and soccer against kids like that, where you, they'd like be like twice your size, yep. but they wouldn't really use it. You'd be like, man, when that kid realizes what he is, he's going to be a monster. Yep. I was that kid growing up. <laughs> I was always taller than everyone else. Well, wow. Now, you must be so cool. Well, anyway. <laughs> well, now that we got Tyler here, I think this is a perfect time to jump in the inbox. Sure. Yeah. Um, do you want to press the button again? Yeah, I guess we can go see Drew. Into the Ottawa River. We go. Okay. Um, so, first question in the inbox. At Alex, can we make Gold Star an energy drink? Yeah, okay, I saw this. I have no idea what that means. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like Rockstar. Rockstar. And is there another energy drink? It's like gold something? Sure there is. but well, I, Isn't I there a gold it. Rockstar that's really popular? Ah, uh, that might be what it is. I've never had a Rockstar. And it's probably called the Gold Star. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> there we go. So they we solved it. the mystery. There we go. Okay, next up. Thoughts on uh, Talkit so far? Well, he's one and one. <laughs> Should be 0 and um, 2. <laughs> Wish he was 0-2. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's like, okay, so I've seen him in, like, press conferences so far, and he seems like he's got a plan. He seems like he's putting a ton of effort into this. He's really thought it out. Like, he wants the team to do well. But the one thing that I haven't heard him say yet is that they're trying to win. Like, he right. won't he won't commit to saying, like, my goal is to win as many hockey games. Like, he won't say that. and Or anything even along the lines. Honestly, like disregarding entirely the way that they treated Boudreaux, this might actually be a really smart hiring because this is a coach who's come in and it's been pretty well known. He's here to make individual players better or better versions of themselves, but not the team. And we want the team to be bad right now. So that actually makes a lot of sense when you think about it. That's that could be the most forward thinking thing that this ownership or management group has done. Again, not not saying that how they handled the Bruce situation was okay, but theoretically, this is what we want. To to piggyback off of Marcus as well, uh, I don't think it's crazy to say that next year the Canucks would be a playoff team, right? Uh, I wouldn't believe it right now. Really, you don't think so? They they need to make major changes to the roster. A major surgery, all right? Yeah, that's right. That was the exact quote from Rutherford, and it seems like he has not been able to do that yet. And it's not for a lack of trying, it just hasn't happened. So unless he's able to do that, I, I don't see a reality where anything close to this roster makes it. Okay, well, I, I could still see them if they make the moves that they say they're going to and that the people want, I could see them making the playoffs. And how great is it for a guy to come in, you know, not really have that high of expectations, uh, get a nice draft pick, and then come in with the roster at least a forward groups that we have. And then hopefully we do something with the defenseman. Like this could be a really good situation for Rick Tockett to come in. I think they should push for the playoffs now because Bedard's a bust. No yeah. point in going for him. <laughs> well, speaking of uh, moves in the offseason, um, the next question is sell high or trade, or sorry, sell high or resign Kuzmenko. So, All right, I'm ready to fight Tyler because <laughs> I know what his answer is already. Resign. Yeah, no, trade him. You can't fucking he trade him. He is worth so much right now. This is exactly what we went through with Miller last offseason, where it was, oh, do we, he's in the prime of his career. We could sign him. We, he could carry us to the, through the playoffs. 
and it doesn't work out. Because Michael's 26. Yeah. Miller's like 40. No, Miller's three years older than Kuzmenko. Exactly. That's crazy. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it is. We my, my sign him to a bridge deal, and then we'll get even more for him. Put it this way. If I had to pick between the two, because there's two guys that we're talking about maybe signing, but maybe not being able to, and that's Kuzmenko and Horvat. I'd rather sign Kuzmenko. No, I, I would rather take Horvat. Why? We, because no, we... Kuzmenko's a better player. No, no, we've seen one season of Kuzmenko. Yeah, we've seen and, one season of Bo Horvat. What can, are you talking about? Bo Horvat's I, been here since 2014. Yeah, but he's only been good for one season. He's I been need, good I need, for three. I need to weigh in on this. Okay. Kuzmenko has developed in the 40 games he's played so far this season faster and at a higher level than I've seen any player develop in Vancouver. He's also been on a line with Mikheyev and Pedersen all season. Wait, and are you, you on? You say that like it's a bad thing. Remember how I mentioned before? No, this guy has been phenomenal. No, I'm not saying he hasn't been, but I'm saying you can't sign a guy to that much money after one season because this team does not have a good track record when it comes to that. We just did this with JT Miller and look how bad it is. Exactly. And we're going with a guy who has not proven anything besides I, having a good fluky season. Like this could just be a good fluky season. Watch the guy play. They're all tippins. They're yes, all tippins. Exactly. Well, you think goals are the only thing you look at when you watch him no, play? No, but no. We, watch him seen, away from the puck. Watch him, him zone play. entry. Watch him open up for one-timers. Did, did you guys, watch him move. Did you guys, when they take him off of Pedersen's line? That's what I was going to say. Because they've done that and he doesn't do anything. We well, put a guy from the AHL on that line and he scored goals. Why the fuck are you putting him with AHLers then? No, no. When Pedersen came up. He was on that line, and he scored goals. Uh, he scored once. <laughs> Still. Um, anyway, that was... Did, a f- did you guys watch the last game? Yeah, like, yes, honestly. Yeah. He got two goals, and that's okay. great. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to point something out about the two goals that he scored last game. Okay. The first one pulls out the rebound, nasty hands, puts it top corner. Not many players yeah. on the Canucks would have scored that goal. Puck on a string. Okay. Just the, the, you're, the, you're not wrong. The second one... Pedersen throws that cross-size pass because Meko deflects it in in front while he's cutting across the crease. You're not wrong. Not one player on the team would have done that because Meko had the smarts to move the defender's stick, reposition himself, and make the tip before the defender could even react. Okay, and and you're right. And that I'm ain't not, a tap-in. Okay, yeah, you're right. That I'm not saying way all he can do than, is tap-in, but I'm saying a lot of his just goals shooting. Tap-ins. Put it this way. That's the same argument you guys made about Bo Horvat and that he's, you know, he's... I believe still sixth in the NHL in goals. So he has more than Kuzmenko. But like you guys mentioned, a lot of his goals come from the power play from being in the bumper position. And he wants $9 million. He does want a lot of money. You don't think Kuzmenko is going to ask for over five? He, oh, well, I, sir, I, no, they're, six. They're, yeah. they're saying on a, br- but six on a bridge. That's, That's fine. six on a yeah. three year deal. That's fine. That's it is steep, but I would rather pay Kuzmenko on a bridge at six than Horvat anything over seven. Th- this is coming from someone Anything who- over seven? Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, Dude, it's a career year, and look at how the team's doing around him. But who's look- to say that this isn't a career year for Kuzmenko? Yeah. We have only seen him for 42 games. Because I'm playing the law of averages. I'm playing the law of the Kirill Kaprizov. <laughs> I'm yeah, that's the- a good point. Kirill Kaprizov, then, same situation. Right, comes Horvat in, is but literally you can't do that. mirroring yeah. JT Miller. Literally you're, to a T. You're tea. right. You're right. And that's why I was actually going to say. Horvat to a T is mirroring. If I was the GM, I would be trading game. both of them. I would trade both of them. Because I'm, I'm not confident that. that either would pay off long term. I, I love them. I own a Bo Horvat jersey. I love Kuzmenko. But where this team is, both of them should get traded because they're both overvalued right now. But you know that they're not because it's not what the team's doing. They're not trading both of them. They want to trade one so they can re-sign the other. 
and recoup some assets. I they're know. not they're not doing a rebuild, right? I know. And if, if, they, if they were, they then to. sure. If they were doing a full-blown rebuild, sure, trade every piece you have but Pedersen and Demko and rebuild around them. I, but I that's trade, not what's happening. I would happening. trade both of them. If you're doing a full-blown rebuild, I would trade Pedersen. I would trade The tough Demko. part is, is like getting a star player and a franchise goalie, those are the hardest pieces to get in a rebuild. I would, so I would hang on to those two. I would freaking fleece the team. Yeah. Anyway... I think that we've gotten a bit off yeah, the rails sorry. here. Thank you for that question. But yeah, clearly that the, made me the very room, mad at Tyler and Jake. <laughs> the room is divided, but that's what we think. Anyway, let's move on. We have more questions to answer in the inbox. I don't see Horvat's jerseys being sold out. <clears throat> yeah, because he's getting <laughs> traded the, next that's, week. That's the worst argument I've ever heard. <laughs> Like there was I, no Pud Coles in jerseys either. Yeah, there actually, was. There, oh, yeah, there, sorry, there, there were was. tongues of yeah, Pud yeah, Coles. Yeah, there, there was zero Kuzmenko jerseys. Yeah. No, well, I mentioned that to Jake too when he we were in the team store. He's like, oh, a lot of Horvat jerseys in here. I'm like, yeah, well, they'll all be half price next week, so and they might as well wait until then. Sell okay, so you can cut this. Please cut this out. I might not. One, no, no, no. One of the listeners sent us a trade proposal. It's the most. Oh wait, no, no. Read it out because I saw it's the picture one, right? Yeah. Like it's, re, read it one. out. Read it out. Okay, so this is this. this is a, this is a trade <laughs> proposal. Okay, uh-huh. ready? This is real. Someone, act, yeah. I I have to think that they're joking a bit. I I really hope they're joking, but read okay, it out. Right. So the the Canucks should trade Tyler Myers and Bo Horvat to the New Jersey Devils in exchange for Jack Hughes. <laughs> Luke Hughes and a first. <laughs> I like that deal. Yeah, I think that's a good deal. I think that anyway. fixes the Canucks. Yeah, that's, that's a good well, deal. That would fix Canucks. any team if you give them Jack yeah. Hughes, yeah. Luke Hughes, and a first. Okay, let's not talk about it too. That much could fix the Yotes, man. I think. Yeah, I think we should do that. Yeah, yeah, I that's, like that one. Yeah, that, that <laughs> I like that guy. Please submit to our inbox yeah. more often. You make me feel good about that myself. Um, like how Jake's like now. Yeah. Before I read this, you can't put this yeah, in the no. episode. He's well, in the middle of it too. He's I like, just, "Yeah, we're cutting this out, guys." Come I just want to make that guy feel bad, you know? Like it's oh, we're not, dude. It has to be a joke, and I don't. I'm the most biased Canucks yeah, fan there is. I facts. overvalue our assets. Yes, that has to be a joke. All right, I hope so. Yeah, Marcus, okay. I have a question for you. What is it? Who do you think the best winger on the Vancouver Canucks is? Best winger? Yep. That's tough. Jesus. That depends. There's so many guys that play center. And yeah, win. they flip guys back and forth. Who who would you say is the best non-centerman on the team? Curtis Lazar, <laughs> the green tea man. No. Um, wow, we really... Like, honestly, it might... Be, oh, well, probably Kuzmenko. If you trade Kuzmenko, you have no wingers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Zero, and you still have two centermen. Well, Miller plays Yeah, wing. Miller plays... The, in fact, he plays best when he's on the wing. But yeah. he's not a better winger than Kuzmenko. Okay, La- last question in the inbox. What is Connor Garland worth? Nothing. Yeah, he's worth a his, trade. Yeah, his his contract probably <laughs> makes him broken legs. What what I would yeah, if there was a team going into the playoffs that like loses a third liner and has the money available for him, mm-hmm. I would say even then he's probably like a fifth round pick. I would say he's a. Um, you know what he screams? He screams Seattle Kraken <laughs> or Boston Bruins. Yeah, if just they a, had the cap, I don't know if they would have pesky. the cap. Oh, he would do so good with the Bruins. Yeah. yeah. Just like a, a Walmart version, Marshan or kind of deal. Well, I don't know. Pet, pesty little guy. If they had the cap, that would be a good fit for them. Yeah. He needs to play with line mates that 
can just be everywhere at the same time. Because when, as soon as yeah. he gets the puck, you have no idea where it's going. No. So. Well, if, it's in the cor- if he's in the corner, it's going to be a shot on goal. He <laughs> is actually a really good playmaker, though. He just what? You don't agree? Dude, he's the most irresponsible player with the puck I've ever seen in the NHL. Dude, him and I, JT Miller I are on might, the same team. I might have to disagree with that. I feel like somewhere down the line, there is a more irresponsible <laughs> player. Yeah, probably. But like, at least on the Canucks, I've like I've never seen someone win so many puck battles just to do absolutely nothing with the puck. He needs to play with better players. <laughs> He's playing with good players, man. Yeah, we got him on the first first line with Stanika and. Already, this is a horrible <laughs> sentence. <laughs> if that doesn't paint for you how this season is going, I don't know what will. You know, I, I, have, one, I have one thing to bring up. It, it has nothing to do with it. Well, it does have a little bit to do with the Canucks. Um, so the Canucks played the Kraken tonight, obviously. Yeah. Did they? <laughs> Ellie Tolvanen. Yeah, right. <laughs> do we have to bring him up every time he scores a goal? Okay, so when he scored the goal against the Canucks tonight, we, we were all here and we hadn't started recording yet. Yeah. So they were watching the game in the living room and I was getting the studio set up for us yeah and i heard them on the tv like oh scores and i didn't really know what happened and i heard jake go fuck and i yelled from in here i was like was it tolman in <laughs> man so many teams passed on that like the, the canucks passed on yeah, him. yeah that's crazy there, like, there's really our next best why. winger right there oh we didn't have cap oh yeah yeah we're at the true. cap ceiling we how much is he up. making like three? how much is two million three. Oh, really no, three, yeah. three three yeah. i think he signed like a three by three were there any more questions in the inbox? Um, none that we can read. Oh, wow. Damn. Are they in a different language? Some real PG <laughs> questions in there. No, there's... Well, there's one more, but, like, I don't really... Read want to it off. It. We'll, we'll yeah. cut it if we have to. Okay. Just like that last um, one. Do any of the Vancouver boys watch the hockey guy? Who's the hockey guy? The YouTube guy that has, like... He just records in like a room in his house with a bunch of jersey racks behind. Oh, him. does he have the whiteboard? Yeah, he's the whiteboard. Yeah, 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 I've seen a couple of his videos. Yeah, I think honestly, that's kind of where I lie with him too. Like I've seen a few of his videos, mm. but like I, I respect that he makes videos about every team in the league. That's really cool. Mm. Yeah, but it's a lot to keep up with because most of his videos are like ten to fifteen minutes long. Like mm. I don't yeah. have the time like, to watch that all all yeah. the time. Right, the unedited rants yeah. and stuff i kind of like that about him though like he's very he doesn't know, care he just puts it out like almost for himself yeah yeah, yeah like there's ones where he's like coughing and sneezing in the middle of it <laughs> yeah. just he, nothing is cut at all yeah. I, I love it yeah because i can't do that with my videos it's like yeah, you know, i spend yeah. like 25 minutes editing a 15 second clip before i put it online yeah well i think that does it for this week from all four of us now yeah uh jake you want to tell us where they can find us uh, I could, but so could you. Wait, hang on. We didn't do a headline. Oh, yeah, I guess we, we ain't doing he, a dude, he came in headline. two minutes ago. I need to go to bed. It doesn't yeah. matter because from what it I... It doesn't matter. I thought that Tyler wasn't going to be here at all. Oh, Marcus has a headline. I do have a headline. Oh, Are you telling me that it's time for, for Marcus's, Marcus's surprise, surprise headline? headline. <laughs> you know what? I'm just... I'm going to play them because we can't use the Tyler surprise oh, yeah. headline audio that yeah. I usually cut in. We're just... Yeah, just play them the... Oh yeah, that—that that is what we hear in studio, ladies uh, yeah. and gentlemen. That's the so, classic. Yeah, the the OG. Yeah. So, um, came up with. Well, I'm just gonna read this. This is from Campbell River. It's actually an obituary. Oh, that's and sad. It, and it's real. I'm, I'm gonna. Or is it? Pardon me. <laughs> or is it? 
Well, maybe it isn't. <laughs> I'm going with real. Yeah, I'm going to go with real. He's yeah. new to this. Yeah, I, sorry. My, mine aren't <laughs> rookie. Mine aren't uh, toss ups. My, mine are all real. I don't make shit up. The obituary reads In loving memory, Russell was born in Victoria to George and Kate. He was predecessed by his parents and his sisters, Irene and Audrey. Russell survived by, and greatly missed by his daughter and his grandchildren. Uh, something about his intended ex-wife, Jackie, his quote-unquote always son-in-law, Jamie Billings, as well as his nieces and nephews. Russell would have liked to have had six of the Canucks carry his coffin so they could have let him down one more time. Rest in peace to a legend. That is that is a real thing that was actually posted like in the newspaper. Mm-hmm. That's quite crazy. And it just it just made me think, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> Defense. Like, th- this guy's dying thought was, I want the Canucks to let me down one more time. Six of them. Six of I, them. I wonder yeah. what six he would have chose. Well, you can't do Myers, because then the box would be all uneven. <laughs> I'd, put, I'd put Myers in the back left and Garland in the front right. <laughs> or, or you put, like, oh... Put like Myers and Joshua at the back, and then you put like Garland and Hughes at the front, so you just like slammed to the front end. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, yeah. that that's it, quite the story. Yeah, glad I, I only got one headline ever on this show. I'm glad that's what it was. Fair enough. Let me down easy. Yeah. Anyway, glad you got to make it. So, uh, Tyler, why don't you wrap up the episodes the way you always do? Peace. No, no. Read, 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 read the socials. Oh, I don't always do this. All right. Well, if you guys do want to talk to us for some serious stuff, because, you know, we're serious people, you can reach us at Vancouver Boys Podcast at gmail.com or you can find us on any of our socials Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Twitch at Vancouver Boys Podcast or on Twitter which is my favorite, and apparently we're blocked by Aquilini. I don't know. Um, at Vancouver Boys underscore. Well, this was a fun one. So, wish you could have been here for all of it, but uh, Alex yeah. did a great job hosting in your place. I can tell. New host? Ha. <laughs> <laughs> that is very funny. can never take that away from you. Oh. I just know you enjoy it so much. Yes. See. See. Anyway, think that about wraps this one up? Yep, that it does. Jake, yeah, you want to say what you're supposed to say so I can go the fuck to bed? Yeah. Thanks for hanging out with us. See you on the next one. Peace. No. No, <laughs> Alex goes first now. Oh. Don't I go before you? No. Thanks for hanging out with us. See you on the next one. Hope you enjoyed. Peace. Great job. I love our new one.